return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Fresh fire. This is this is sixth, the middle school to high school. Come on out on Wednesday nights as well. Be blessed, be encouraged in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Had Kids Rock today, ages three to first grade. The rest of us, let's stand up a second, all right? And uh, let's take our Bibles. I want you to say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit in you. And um, I just want to say how much God loves you. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus loves you. Amen. Sometimes people think, well, I, I, I have, I've made mistakes or I've failed. Hey, that's why he came. <laughs> he knows we needed a, in him. We needed a Savior. Amen. Uh, I want to start again just with John 14, 26. It says the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes. He's a counselor. He's a helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. He's a teacher. Uh, when you open the Bible, the Bible is the only book you have that you can read it with the author present. And so you, if you're in your chair or wherever you're reading your Bible, the Holy Spirit will come and the Holy Spirit will speak to you as you read. Amen? And he'll teach us. He's a teacher. He's a tutor. He's a private tutor to help us learn about him. All right? Help us learn about who he is. So the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The Father's going to send in my name. So the day of Pentecost came. So... so the Spirit was poured out. Now, Jesus, or the Bible says, in the last days. So that's when the last days began, at the day of Pentecost, and the outpouring of the Spirit of God. And so from that, it's, it's poured out across the world. It's available to any believer, right? So believers. It's a believer thing, not a world thing. It's a believer thing. And so when, when, uh, when you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit becomes activated in your life. People are watching us from other places in the world. We just bless you in the name of Jesus. We bless you in other countries, in India and so forth, and in Africa, Bulgaria. Maybe, maybe you're part of the congregation or couldn't make it today. We bless you today as well. But just to know that where you are, he's at also, and he's working in your midst, and he loves you so much. So the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'll send the Holy Spirit. The Father sent it in his name. It says, he's going to represent me and act on my behalf. The Holy Spirit is always going to glorify Jesus Christ. That's the focal point of that ministry is of Jesus Christ. And he will teach you. Notice it says, he will teach you all things. Now think about that. All things. We don't have to lack 
anything in the Lord. He'll teach you. He'll show you things. Amen. He will cause you to recall, remind you, bring to your remembrance everything that I've told you. So the Holy Spirit will do all these things. We go then to John 15 and verse 15. And he says, I don't call you servants. No, he says, you're, you're, my, you're my friends. He says, you know, he has, he does, he's not keeping secrets from you. He wants to tell you things. But he wants you to be attentive to his voice. Amen. Remember, if, if you're sitting there, it's like, it's like you're talking to somebody and they're looking at their phone all the time. And yet you're talking to them. Well, then you don't have their attention. They're distracted, right? They're looking at other things. If you're, if you're talking to somebody and, and they don't want to listen, you end up not talking. You stop talking. If you want to hear the Lord, lay aside everything else. All right? Turn off your TV. Set your phone aside. Everything else. Have your Bible and just, just tune in to Him. Because He wants to talk to you and tell you a lot of things, right? So it says he will, he will tell you all things that I've heard from my Father. He says, I'm going to make them known to you. I'm going to explain them. I'm going to explain things to you. People wonder about the world, all that's going on in the world. Read your Bible. Okay? The Holy Spirit will explain things to us about present day things. The Bible is an outdated. It's a current book. All right? So it will explain things to you and I. And then we went to Matthew 11. And in Matthew 11, in the King James, says, He that hath ears to hear. But it says here, He that hath ears to hear, let him be listening. So you have to listen. Lots of people hear stuff. There's stuff, all kinds of conversations. So if we were in this room and we're all talking at the same time, and, and uh, say you were at the back of the room, but you had all these voices, you'd have to walk close to hear what that person is saying to you. If you have ears to hear, let him listen. Let him consider and perceive and, pre- and comprehend by hearing. So the Holy Spirit wants to speak specific things to our lives. Amen? He... If you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, as the Bible says you are, then he obviously cares about your health. He obviously cares about your well-being. Sometimes people make it so mystical or spiritual that the Holy Spirit is like, oh, what is he saying out there? He's going to talk to you about you and him and this relationship. Turn to your neighbor and say, he wants you healthy. So therefore, you want to do everything you can to be healthy. Why? Because he wants you to be healthy. Your body, your body is a container for the Holy Spirit. When you die, the Holy Spirit leaves, right? The Spirit leaves. But so that's why you want to take care of your body. The older you get, I mean, the more you got to work at this, right? But even when you're young, you want to take care of yourself. Because we don't know how much time we have on this earth. But the important thing is taking care of yourself. So God cares about your body, your health. He cares about your life. If you're married, he cares about your marriage. Have a job, he cares about your job. If you're in school, he cares about your classes. When I got saved, when I got saved, I began to pray and I brought the Holy Spirit into my classes. And I, and I was a pretty good student the way it was, but I went from, from where I was to a four-point student, taking chemistries and all the things like that, because I brought him into the classes. So, did I study? Yes. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to study. <laughs> you have to study. you got to put in the time. But then you can go, go in and go into a class and so forth, and he'll show you things to study. He'll prepare you ahead of time so that you're ready for that class. Amen? The same thing in life. You know, Jesus would a lot of times be out early in the morning listening to the Father and then come back and the disciples... 
Oh, where were you at? You know, <laughs> but he's listening. It's like when 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 uh, uh, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He says, "Hey, we're going to go over uh, to see Lazarus." You know, because he's he's is not well and so forth. And Jesus told the disciples, "Look, he's dead already." You already knew that. It wasn't new information to Jesus. He knew that he was dead and he knew he was going over to raise him from the dead. People act like, oh, he found out and he wept and so forth. No, he knew that he was dead. And then he was weeping because nobody believed him. When he said, I'm the resurrection of the life and we can raise him up here, that no one believed him. So he's grieved because of that. But nothing took him by surprise. Some things may take us by surprise. You may get a phone call, may get a bad report or something like that. But it doesn't take God by surprise. So it's not like you have to fall apart. Like, what am I going to do? No, just the Holy Spirit. All right, you already know. You already know what I should do next. You already know how I should respond. God cares about your finances. Turn to your neighbor and say, he wants to provide for you. Well, he wants to provide for you. But on the other hand, let's remember this. If it, if it all belongs to him, then you should be praying about how you spend it. So don't spend more money than you have in your month, right? <laughs> you know, frugal. Say frugal. That's an old term. But anyway, be, be wise. Be conservative with what you do with it because you, you should be a steward of it, right? These are things that help us in our lives. But the Holy Spirit cares about that. The Holy Spirit cares about everything that you do. Holy Spirit cares about your thoughts and your kids and all these things. Because he loves you, right? So we're going a little farther from Matthew chapter 11. I like it when Jesus talked about uh, uh, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But he says this, my yoke upon you, take my yoke. And notice what he says. He says, learn from me. I really believe we have to learn about the Holy Spirit. It isn't automatic. So we get saved and we have a Savior. But, but a lot of times, lots of churches never talk about the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. The Father sends back the Holy Spirit. So we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These three, they're all working together. And they all work according to Scripture and so forth. So we have to learn then about the Holy Spirit. That means you've got to show up for class. It's not, it's not like, oh, it just, uh, I'm a Christian, so it just all happens now. Well, praise God for being a Christian. Praise God for forgiveness of sins. But now we have to learn. Turn to your neighbor and say, go to class. It's a, key, it's a key to success for anything in education is to go to class. You've got to show up. But the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you go, you go to class and you begin to learn. Jesus says, take my yoke, learn from me. If you do that, you're going to find rest for your souls. In other words, you don't have to be worked up in life and all the things going on. You can find, you can have peace with God in the midst of adversity. In the midst of a troubled world, you can have peace with God. Amen. Amen. So, so we have to learn from Jesus. We have to learn about the Holy Spirit. Proverbs 3, very simple verse, was a verse that when Jimmy Carter took the presidency in the 1980s, he put his hand on the Bible in these verses. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. King James. Well, here it is in the Amplified. Lean on, trust in, be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. 
Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Now, God gave us a brain. He gave us senses. Those are good things, right? <laughs> but that's not what we trust in. We, have, we trust in the Lord. And so then it says, in all our ways. So, so we should, everything that we're doing, we should know, recognize, and acknowledge who? The Holy Spirit. If God knows everything, wouldn't it be good if we just acknowledged him? If he knows everything about my life and he knows this day in front of me and so forth, it would be good if I just acknowledge him, say, okay, Lord, you know it, right? Acknowledge him. I'm trusting in him. I'm confident in him. I'm relying on him, right? And it says he will direct and make straight and plain your path. Decisions that we make. Well, we make lots of decisions every day, tons of decisions. But it would be wise to consult the Lord, right? It would be wise to say, Lord, what do, you, what do you think about this? There's lots of voices in the world. There's lots of voices in our head. This room is filled with voices. You don't even see them, but they're filled with voices. Frequencies. If you had a radio, you could tune in to all kinds of frequencies and hear all kinds of messages in the airwaves. But there's only one voice of the Lord. It's only one voice of the Holy Spirit who cares about each one of us, right? So we have all these voices, and all the voices have messages. That's what voices do. They talk. They, they bring messages. They will tell us things. That voice might just be yourself. It might be, it might be the devil. It might be some other strange voice. Or it might be the Holy Ghost. So I'm acknowledging him. I'm recognizing him, who he is, and so forth, for him to guide me. Sometimes, you see, I want to do something so bad, I can convince myself it's God. <laughs> convince myself, this is the Lord. I just know it's the Lord. It's the Lord, because I, I want to do it. But maybe it's me. That's why, that's why the Bible talks about in the multitude of counselors. And we should say in the multitude of godly counselors, there's wisdom. That's why it's good. If you're going to make a major decision in your life, well, I'd, first I'd consult the Lord, and if you're not sure, I'd get counsel from other people. What do you think of this? Pray with me on this. Because people make decisions every day that they get down the line that they regret that they made. Because they realize, wrong decision. <laughs> you, could buy the wrong, you could buy the wrong thing, a piece of clothing or something like that. You can take it back, give it away, whatever. But sometimes decisions are huge in life. Decisions who you marry, <laughs> you know, all those things are big, big decisions in life. So you want to trust in the Lord and rely on him, not just your voice, you know, because, again, I can be susceptible. Is that right? Even with finances, you want to be careful how you save or how you invest or different things like that, because you can one thing can look like a sure thing. We've got to do this, but then it might not be a sure thing. Actually, there's no sure things when it comes to investing, but you have to trust God. Isn't that right? So 1 John 4 then says this. It says, don't believe every spirit. Now, let's, let's put another word there. Let's just say, don't be gullible. A gullible person is going to believe everything they hear. Well, that's, well, that's really wonderful. That's wonderful. No, don't be that way. And it says specifically, don't believe every spirit. Now, notice this small s. Those are voices. Those are, 
things out here, frequencies and so forth like that. And it's very clear, don't believe everything like that. Is that right? Because we hear lots of things. In fact, someone can say, it's the Lord, but it might not be the Lord. Everything that, you listen, that you're listening to or so forth, you should check it back with your Bible. What does the Bible say? How does this agree? How does this line up with the Bible? How does this make me feel on the inside? Do I have peace about this? Am I anxious about this? Really listening to what it says. There's lots of voices out there. Lots of people even today uh, say, the Lord told me and... Maybe he did, and maybe he didn't. Or maybe he told them something, but it's not for you. The Lord tells me lots of things, but he's talking to me, right? He's talking to me about my life, conforming me into his image. That's how he's going to talk to you also. He's going to talk to you about your life, conforming you into his image, his likeness, his character. So notice what it says, beloved, he's addressing Christians here. Don't believe every spirit. Now notice what it says, test the spirits. Notice now it's plural. Test, prove, check out the spirits. Check out the things that you're listening to. Everybody hearing my voice right now, in person, online, through YouTube, through CDs and so forth, hears things. Everybody hears things. Things, plural. You have to test those things. Check them out to be sure that you're hearing correctly. You don't have to jump on a bandwagon like, well, I want to get on it right away. No, no, just, just, just be patient, right? Just be patient. Listen to the Lord. He'll confirm it. He'll confirm it if it's Him. So you test the spirits to see if they're a God. Notice there are many false prophets that have gone out in the world. So this is implying even that people are prophesying, they're saying things in the name of God that aren't God, that are false. It's implying then they're saying, the Lord told me, but the Lord didn't tell them. There's sometimes I think the Lord's speaking to me about something and then I, but as I wait, then I realize, oh boy, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) A wrong voice. Check it out. Just, you know, there's a, there's a place in God of just being patient to see what's the true voice of the Holy Spirit. Let me just say this. When you're in the presence of the Lord, which you, should, you are now, you always should be in His presence, but I'm talking about saying prayer and the Word. Don't talk too much. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't talk too much. <laughs> we as people love to talk. We love to inform God of circumstances, inform God of what's going on in the world. And why would we do that? He knows everything. He knows everything. He knows everything about my situation. I don't have to inform him about anything. So better that I come to him. Of course, how do we enter his gates with? Thanksgiving is the password into his courts then with praise. All right. Better that I enter in and I come and I bless him and I praise him. I can declare his word, declare what he's doing and so forth. And then I listen. I just close my eyes. You don't have to close your eyes, but we do that. Why? Why do we learn things like that? So we're not distracted. Why would it say you learn in Sunday school, you close your eyes and you fold your hands? So you're not fidgeting and looking around at everybody else. That's the only reason why. Why do I want to sit in the front row when I'm in services? 
So I'm not looking at everybody else. It's tough to worship if you're looking at everybody else and what they're doing or not doing. So when we're in this presence place with the Lord, we, we listen. Say listen. Well, it said, he that he hath ears to hear, let him listen. How did Jesus know so many things that he said that the Father made known to him and he's made known to us? Because he listened. I always say God gave us two ears and one mouth. So we should probably listen twice as much as we talk. Again, turn to your neighbor and say, don't talk too much. <laughs> don't talk too much with the Lord. Listen, listen to the Lord. Listen to what he says. Now, the thing is, see, people think, well, I don't know. How can I hear him? How can I know? Well, the, the more you do it, the more you will hear him. Amen. Isn't that right? All right, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's go to John 10 a second. Let, this lines up. So, so in John 10, and Jesus is talking here. Notice it says, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own by name. Incidentally, how did Jesus know Zacchaeus' name? He had never met Zacchaeus, but he knows his name. He knows your name. So when I'm listening to the Lord, you know what? He's going to call me by my name, and he'll just say, Dave. He'll say, Dave. He calls me by my name. I'm listening to him. He always tells me he loves me. He always tells me something that's going to edify my spirit. Why? Because that's who he is. That's what he does. You can have the most rotten day in the world. You can have a big mess up and he's just going to say, I love you. <laughs> that's, the, that's the heart of God. That's how good he is. Right? Amen. He's never, he's never going to say something to you that's a downer. He's never going to say, you blew it. You're a loser. <laughs> he doesn't talk that way. Right? So, so notice his sheep hear his voice. Sheep are all believers. So everybody believer. This room, online, worldwide, believer, they hear his voice, which is wonderful. Amen? Hallelujah. And he calls his sheep by name. He knows your name. Now, verse 4, then, four and 5 says something else. So it says when he goes, he brings out his own sheep. He goes before him. The sheep follow him. Now, notice there's a difference between hearing and knowing. And here it says, they know his voice. Remember, he says, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Let him listen. So we all hear his voice, but the only thing is, there's probably a lot of voices, right? People say, I'm, I'm confused. I'm not sure what to do. Listen, if you have to make a decision and you're confused, don't make the decision. It's like years ago, there was a, a tugboat down in Louisiana. True story. And the tug captain, it was, it was foggy. He couldn't see or anything like that. And the tug, massive tugboat hit the pilings of a bridge, a railroad bridge, boom, and bumped him out, bumped into the bridge because of the fog, because he couldn't see. And a couple hours later came an Amtrak train down that track and killed dozens and dozens and dozens of people because the bridge had weakened and collapsed. And the message in it to the tugboat driver, the message in it to us is when you're in a fog, drop anchor and don't move. When you're not sure what to do, just sit down and wait. Well, how long am I going to wait? How am I going to make a decision? No, don't make a decision. Turn to your neighbor and say, say, don't make a decision. Don't make some major decision. If you're in a fog, you're not sure, just wait. 
Because he will make it clear the fog will lift. And you'll see your path the way it is so you don't hit something and cause a big problem, right? So just drop anchor and wait. So the sheep hear his voice, but as we grow, we grow. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're growing. <laughs> and all of us are growing, trust me. The more we grow, the more we know his voice. Right? Because sometimes even, even stepping out in the spirit, you may, you may feel like this or this on a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. If it's good, hallelujah. But if it's not, that's, what, that's how we're learning, right? Yeah. We're trusting God to step out to pray, to minister, and let him use us. But all of us are subject to the fact, you know, we're just flesh, subject to the spirit. We can make a mistake. That's okay. Are we okay with that? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's okay to make a mistake. You're not perfect. <laughs> we're just not perfect. We shouldn't act like we're perfect people. We're not. So we're learning. And then we can know his voice. But notice now, the believers now, they will not, by no means follow a stranger. In fact, they flee or they run from the voice of strangers. So anything to me, everything to me, I want to filter it through the Bible, Right? So thoughts come in my head all the time, just like you, right? All kinds of thoughts. Throughout the day, you hear all kinds. You hear the news, you hear the weather, you hear finances, you hear all these things like that. I want to filter them all through the Word of God. And I don't want to follow a strange voice. Now, a strange voice is going to lead me in a way like, oh, we've got to hurry up and do something. A strange voice will cause fear. You see a lot of Christians there, they're just living in fear. I don't know what the world's going to come to. I don't know what's going to happen. It's over. Folks, he holds your future. You don't need to fear. You don't need to fear anything. You don't need to fear any bad report. You don't need to fear anything at all. You can be in peace. So you filter things through the Bible. This is the Holy Spirit's teaching us, right? So we're filtering it through the Bible to hear what the voice of the Lord is, to know the voice of the Lord. Sometimes, all of a sudden, I can find myself kind of anxious. And you see, you're not thinking about it, but all of a sudden, kind of anxious and realizing, I'm fearful. And I have to stop and say, kind of like, what am I afraid of here? You know, usually, you know, he'll make it clear, like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be afraid, right? Let's go back to the Isaiah 55 a second, Jennifer. And it says this, that, that if you're going to make decisions, make them with peace. You know, Isaiah 9 says he's the prince of peace, right? Amen. So it says, you'll go out with joy, be led forth with peace. Now, I would underline this in your Bible. If Jesus is leading us, the Holy Spirit, he is the prince of peace. So you should be led forth with peace. Certainly, it might be a step of faith and so forth, and you're trusting. I understand that. But you should have peace down in your spirit, man. Peace. Peace. So we shall be led forth with peace. Any decision you're making, make it with peace. Amen? Make it with the peace of God. Now, if you get down the road and you realize, well, it wasn't wrong, you learn something, right? You learn something. Well, that wasn't the Lord. There's things I've, I've done things before and I thought, okay, check, I remember that time there. What I was thinking, doing, and so forth, I realized it wasn't the Lord. So make your decisions with peace. Now, excuse me, let's go on from there. John 10, verse 27. So the sheep hear his voice, and when we know his voice, voice of scripture, voice of comfort, a voice teaching us truth, we hear his voice, 
And Jesus said, I know them. And notice what it says. The, pr- the product is they follow me. So the Holy Spirit is always going to lead us to follow Jesus, the Word of God. Amen. It's going to lead us. They that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. We're led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to lead us then to obey the Lord, to follow him. Those are good things, right? Those are good things. He'll give you courage for every step that you have to take in your life. Let's go to John 16 a second. John 16. Jesus said, I will show you things to come. So the spirit of truth has come. He'll guide you into all truth. The truth, of course, scripture. He's not going to speak of himself. He's going to speak what he hears, and he shall speak and show you things to come, which is the future. What does God tell me about the future? Well, I don't have to know all the details other than the fact that he'll tell me, and he'll say, Dave, I'm holding you in my hands. I'll take care of you. I'll be there for you. Now, folks, we, at various times in life, we all face things. You might, someone may pass away or, or a bad diagnosis or different things happen. But if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you something that will reassure your heart. It's going to reassure your heart. Because there's lots of things that we face, you know. This, just the other day, a couple classmates and so on realized died. One was from college and one was from high school this week. You realize, wow. And then another businessman in Sioux Falls that I knew as a young person, as an athlete, and he died. And they all weren't very old either. Of course, some of you might look at me like, he's old. Well, <laughs> we're all in the same category of age. The point is, you know, God helps us through every step of your life. Amen. He will help you. He will guide you. He will show you things to come. Folks, the fact, the fact that someday I'm going to die isn't news to me. I'm, I'm ready for that moment. I'm ready for my future. I'm ready. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm ready for what God has for me. It's like, it's like when the Columbine massacre happened in Colorado and Billy Graham was on CNN with Larry King and they were talking about the atrocities and how terrible it was and so forth. And the one girl who testified for Christ before she was killed, testified loving Jesus Christ. And and they said to Billy Graham, isn't that awful? And Billy Graham said, that'd be a wonderful way to die. And the whole set was quiet, quiet like Larry King. Didn't know what to say. It was all quiet. (laughs) To die a martyr, to die going into heaven that way. Holy Spirit is going to reassure you. You don't have to be afraid of death. You can be excited about living then. When you realize your mortality, you can be excited about living. You can be excited about everything in front of you. My oldest brother has had a lot of health things and so forth. He had three purple hearts in Vietnam. He had the silver star. He's faced a lot of different things. He traveled the world. He got a blood clot that went to his lungs, a massive blood clot that's hardened doctor in Sioux City said, well, I don't even know how you're alive, but it didn't move any farther. I was talking to him on the phone yesterday. He says, I know my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and where I'm going. <laughs> I just thought, Dick, God bless you. What you. Just a bold confession of faith. I like that. He gave his heart to Jesus. He was going to kill himself one, one time, and we prayed, 
And he gave his heart to Jesus and his life got transformed by the power of God. So he's going to show you things. Verse 14, verse 14 and following here. He just says, he'll glorify, the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. He'll show things to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's going to show you things. Now, I want, to, I want to emphasize this. He's going to show things about you to you. Right? He's, why? Because he's changing me to be like him. Right? So he's going to show things about you to yourself. And all things that the Father has of mine, I shall take of mine and show it to you. All things. There's not, there's not any limitations here, right? So you want to be listening to when he's talking. And, of course, he's... he's He's talking a lot, you know, so you want to be listening to what the Lord is saying. Amen? Let me do a couple more verses. First Corinthians chapter 2 a second. Let's go over there. The Holy Spirit. The Holy... Just, just for a minute. Close your eyes. Just listen a second. Just close your eyes. Just say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? So just close your eyes and just listen. What he's saying to you? How, how, is, how do you hear him talk to you? This very moment, he's saying something. Oh, Lord, you're so good. You're so good. We were reading that scripture early, early this morning from Chronicles and Kings and so forth from Jehoshaphat. And the Jehoshaphat said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. <laughs> oh, boy, we've, we've had that a lot. I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you, Lord. He'll show you. Amen. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor enter the heart of man the things which God has preferred for those who love him. This is, this is an Old Testament quote. It's a very good quote and so forth. But you have to read the second verse, which will explain the first verse, right? Verse 10 explains verse 9. But, but, the things that, that nobody's heard or seen or prepared and so forth, but God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. So the Spirit will search all things, the deep things of God. So, right, so that's, that's already out there, like in the classroom, like, wow. You know, you have classes, and, and you, you study, and then you go to the next grade level, and the next grade level, and the next grade level. With the Holy Spirit, you never exhaust those levels. You can go as far as you want to go in God. So it is the Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that reveals them to us. And he's revealing these things. Things that God has prepared for us who love him. Oh boy, I just think about that. And you just want to... See, see, this relationship with Jesus makes you want to spend time with him. It makes you want to get up in the morning and say, I want to get up and listen. Or it could be the middle of the night. Lots of times for me, it's in the middle of the night and so forth. And then I'm grabbing my phone and I'm typing something in and for myself... And I think, oh, that's great, you know. And then I set it down and a little bit, oh, grab my phone, type in something in. Seems, re seems really clear, like all the other voices are died down. And I'm just hearing his voice and he's talking to me. Sometimes we're thinking about, I want to get a, I want to get a word for them and a word for that. How about just a word for you? 
Let's start with start with me, right? Start with yourself. Lord, I just want to I want to hear you. I want to walk closer to you. I mean, this this is important, folks. You see people in big ministries, big and very very sad today because ministers and big ministries they they they're so busy doing so many other things that they're a casualty. Their family's a casualty. Their marriage is a casualty. Or drunk driving, <laughs> not good for the witness. All kinds of things going on. You have to have time to listen. Jesus was very busy at times. And then he would say, let's go to a quiet place. But he would spend time with the Father. So, the Spirit, the Spirit searches all things, the things of God. The, notice what it says, the deep things of God. Sometimes you think, about it, how would you know that? Not me, it's just the Holy Ghost. How would you know to make that decision? Not me, just the Holy Ghost. Sometimes we're walking by faith, of course, but you look back and you think, wow, looking the blessing of God. Remember, the signs shall follow us. So we're walking by faith, but behind us are all these things, confirmations like, wow, thank you, Jesus. And you see, you see the fruit of that. Hallelujah. Again, now listen, not that none of us are perfect. We've all made mistakes, all right? We're all just trusting God. We're all, we're taking a step of faith. But listen, if it's not, if it doesn't work, you learn something still, right? That's part of wisdom. Like Irv always said, you know, learn from others because you won't live long enough to make all the mistakes yourself. So if we learn from other people, wisdom from others, that's kind of good, right? So we'll go to the next verses. These are our last verses here. The next verses. And there's no secrets, in other words. Tell your neighbor, no secrets. There are no secrets. There are no secrets. He, he tells us things. I don't know them all, but he'll tell us. All right, he's listening. We're just listening. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So if I want to know the things of God... I have to learn from the Spirit of God. Of course, read the Bible, yes. But then into the, the Spirit-filled stuff, you're listening to the Lord. We learn from the Spirit of God. Now, we've received not the Spirit of the world. So I got saved out of the world, hallelujah. Got delivered, got born again, thank you, Jesus. So saved not, we don't want the Spirit of the world, we want the Spirit which is from God. Amen? Big, big guests. One spirit from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can know these things. You can know the things. Notice, it's freely given to us. So it is not based on that, well, I have to tell Pastor Dave because he's read the Bible so many times. Or I have to, I have to bless this person because they fasted for so many days. No, no, no. He blesses those. Fasting's good. Reading your Bible's good. But listening to him, listening to him, it's like gold. We can know the things that are freely given to us. You don't earn it. All right? It's free. Freely given to us by God. This works in Africa. This works in India. This works in Pakistan. God bless you in Pakistan. This works wherever you're at. 
can work in an airliner at 32,000 feet. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wherever you're at, can work in your job, listening on your job, gives you ideas. You know, the earth-moving equipment, the earth-moving equipment, you see these big road graders and so forth like that. And there's a man named Letourneau who invented a lot of that. He invented it. How did he invent it? Well, he was a Christian. And in his plant, he would actually have a time where they would stop working and everybody could pray and, and have Bible study. So not a coffee break, prayer and Bible study. He prayed in tongues. He prayed in spirit. But God gave him ideas. He was not an engineer. But God gave him ideas on how this equipment, hydraulics, things would work. He talked to an engineer. This one said, oh, that won't work. That won't, that's not going to happen. He says, just try it. Just do it. I thought, whoa. That's how it got invented. All these ideas. Ideas that came forth invented because someone's listening to the Lord. Young people that have been in this church, that have been on campus and in labs and so forth, and I would say, just listen to the Lord. He gives knowledge of witty inventions. Just listen to the Lord. Amen. Our daughter was in a lab, and they were doing, they were doing uh, tests for muscular dystrophy, and the tests involved hamsters, and, and the cells of hamsters were similar to human muscle cells and so forth. But they were doing this test and, and uh, things in the lab, and she was working on cloning cells. This is many, many years ago. They had never done it before in history. And she's working in the hood on campus and so forth. And she's working and doing things. She goes home. She goes back. She's a pharmacy student. She comes back a day or two later. And the professor, two professors, says, what would you do? How would you do this? She thought she was in trouble. She said, I don't know. What did I do? <laughs> did I, what mistake did I make? And they said, well, you grew, you grew cells. It's never happened before. And, of course, you document your process of what well, we did this and this and this. They flew her to Washington, D.C., the National Institute of Health, to give her a recognition for what she had done and research. Where did that come from? God gives you ideas in your life. He gives you ideas that your life would be, a bless, would be blessed and a blessing. He wants to bless you. He wants to use us. Amen. There's things that have happened to all of us that you should recognize and realize, wow, I'm a blessed person. Look up a second and say, I'm a blessed person. (laughs) Wow, we are blessed people. And there's so many things that all taps back into life, the life giver, the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we benefit, but other other people have heard. We benefit by them. They listen and so forth. And now we enjoy the blessings. See, I look at all this and I just think, oh, Lord. Like Paul says, oh, I want to know you. <laughs> I want to keep learning the power of your resurrection. I want to keep, I want to keep meeting with you. You know, when we travel, we go to different places. There's two things very important. One is your passport. Two is your Bible. I don't want to let it out of my sight. Don't, don't hand that off to somebody, you know. Why? It's the Word of God. And, of course, we have the Word that we hide in our hearts, but, you know, you're always listening. Folks, we're always in this class of the Holy Spirit. The rest of our lives, till the dying moment, and then we go see Him. Hallelujah, what a wonderful thing. But we're in this class, and it's a good thing. You can know the things that are freely given to you. You can know. They're already freely given. They're already out there. They're already available. 
for each of us. Amen. So let's lift our hands a second. Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit for us. Thank you that we have the Holy Spirit as believers. Thank you for empowering us with your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for filling people to overflowing with your spirit. Lord, I pray every person here hears you, but I pray they would know your voice. Father, in Jesus name, that they would know, recognize, perceive your voice, the voice of truth. Lord, thank you. You're conforming us to your image. We're changed from glory to glory to glory. We thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you for your blessing today. I thank you for blessing everybody that's heard this, Lord. Blessing it. That it's multiplied. That it's shared on the Internet. That other people would experience this. Your goodness and grace and love and power in our lives, Father. In the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? Amen, amen to that. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, you guys, isn't this wonderful? Hallelujah. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy and Spirit. And there's something special here today. Yeah. His name is Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. like a lingering is the word. I'm hearing a lingering. If you want to put on some soft music today. And some of you... Maybe it's one person, but some of you may want to just come and linger, yeah. linger longer. Yeah. <laughs> Give yourself the luxury yeah. of being in his presence. And, um, and he will never disappoint. You know, every day yeah. he gives an encouraging word. Amen. We all need a word, don't yep. we? Yep, amen. And if you want to come up, you want to... You can sit where they're at. You can sit where you're at. You can come kneel at the at the altar. Yeah. Can lay before the Lord. And but if you want to linger and you may just want to come and just say, Jesus, I love you. He's so wonderful. And we don't take his presence for granted. His presence is here. Yeah. Thank you for that wonderful sermon. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You shall renew your strength. You shall run. Run. You don't run backwards. You run forward. (laughs) You shall run forward. Mm. Your youth being renewed. Amen. Think young thoughts. (laughs) It's not too late. Think young thoughts. It's not too late. Still time. To do a lot for the kingdom. Think young thoughts. beautiful Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for this. So beautiful. Thank you for this, Father. Thank you for, thank you for enlightening it. people's eyes to yes, Jesus. Lord. And yes. Some some that were wondering what to do, and mm-hmm. you said to wait, and there's yeah. a piece on that. Yep. Some wondering what to do, and you said that you're the author of witty inventions. Yeah. And there's a piece on that. Thank yeah. you, Lord, that you make all things beautiful in your yeah, time. He does. Because you're so beautiful, Lord. Thank yes. you. Yes. Precious. Your presence is precious. Thank you for your presence, Lord. You're indescribable, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. You've never let us down. Thank you for speaking, Holy Spirit, Mm. to our hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit's a person. It's a Mm person, not an it. It's a person. Mm -hmm. 
speaks to us. He relates to us. He's gentle. He knows us. Yeah, he's gentle. He's kind. He won't ever cause you to feel pressured or like no. you have to rush. No. He will not rush you. No. He'll guide you. Yeah. And it will be peaceful. Yeah. I always think, too, like sometimes you just take me, by, so to speak, by the hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> help me, Lord. Take me by the hand. All right, let me help you here. Mm-hmm. I'll show you the way. Most miracles happen when we are at rest. Just listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let him, let's seek him even your marriage. Your marriage should be blessed. You're a team. You're a team. You didn't fall into love. You chose love. You're a team. Your marriage should be blessed. Just think even your job should be blessed. Your work your hands should be blessed. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Don't strive. Thank you, Lord. Just Thank you, Lord. Enjoy everyone in your life. Yeah. Try as much as you can not to be frustrated, irritated, disappointed, or that, like you want to change them. <laughs> Just let the Holy Spirit do that and yeah. love unconditionally. Yeah. That's Jesus does that. Yeah. With your help, Lord, we choose to love unconditionally. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Uh, just take off yes, expectations. Lord. Yes, Lord. Life will be sweeter. <laughs> just love people. Yep. Love them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, you can, if you want to come up and pray, you can pray where you're at. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Wonderful day. Amen. We just bless you in the name of Jesus. Be at peace. Always stay in peace. Amen. Cocooned in peace. Wrapped in peace. I love peace. I'm addicted to peace. I love it. That's how you want to live your life. Amen. So we bless you in Jesus' name. If you have to go, that's great. We understand. And this, we're on a journey. Amen. We're on a journey. This isn't just an event. No, it's a journey. It's a lifestyle in front of us. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Amen. So you can turn that up, Lowell. That's fine. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.